Welcome to the Podcast of Faith. I'm Caitlin and new here. I'm a busy farming mama of four, so you're likely to hear kids or animals or even westerns playing in the background. But I'm here because I love Jesus and Jesus loves me. And because of that, I grew tired of trudging through the muck of life without him and decided to chase after him and what he has for me instead. I'm not a great public speaker, but I've got a purpose here. I can feel that. So instead of running from it, I'm going to run to it and see what God has for me. I don't know a lot, but I've learned a few things, and I'd love to share them with you. Here goes it. Barley. This one's been brewing for a hot minute. Um, but we're going to start with some scriptures. So we're going to do a little shuffling. The first one is Judges 7, 13. Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream and in my dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over and knocked it flat. Next is John 6, 9. It says, There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? In Ruth 1, 22. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring, at the beginning of the barley harvest. There's something that intrigues me about God's reference to barley. So I found out a few things about barley when researching it. Barley is the grain grown by the Hebrews that was mainly used for making bread by the poor. It was seen as the most hardy, and it was used as fodder for horses and donkeys. But it always precedes the wheat harvest, sometimes even by up to a month. It's what Gideon was referenced to, one can think, maybe because of how he was viewed by others by those surrounding him, by the Midianite suppression. He withdrew down, and in Judges 6, and that's where we found Gideon, threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. And God called him Mighty Warrior, Mighty Hero, maybe because of his hardiness, his withstanding. I think if it were me, I would have responded, hero to what? But I think about seed planting time now, and I put those seeds in with the faith and hope that they're going to be great and produce much. I want to see that they're going to have a chance to do and grow and become what I plan for them. And I think about my kids and the things I speak over them, and even more the things I want to speak over them, to see them flourish and accomplish all the good and righteous things, speaking over the things I see in them, pushing them to do the hard things, to be hardy and withstand. 
sense, but look at John 6. Jesus used five barley loaves to feed over 5,000 barley. What an interesting choice. I think about his command to go out into the world making disciples. I think about the impact I have within my family, with my husband and kids, and the ripple effect like a rock thrown into a pond or how a wave at sea reaches, you know, the other shores. What I do has weight. What I say has weight. They matter. And Jesus can multiply it. And he chose barley. And I don't think there's anything insignificant about why he did. And to show us that it's even in us. And there's something about it being ready first, you know. It being ready even before the infamous wheat. The wheat didn't multiply that day. The rye didn't multiply that day. The spelt didn't multiply that day. Bet they all wished it would have been them. And God can surely do it and call who and whatever he wants to accomplish it for you, for others. But he chose barley, the least of these to be the most, the last to become first. Sounds pretty familiar, right? Why does he do the things he does? Why does he have a plan? Why does it not seem to fit with my own desires and plans? That's because it's for you and others. He wants you. That's why. Like me with my seeds. Boy, I've got great plans for you, little one. I want to surely see you grow strong and great, hearty and mature, able to withstand the pouring rains. The pouring rains reminds me of a promise I got from the Lord back in September of 2020. I was praying and and it was so specific what I had gotten. It was Psalm 65, 10 through 12. I'll read it to you. Let's find it. <clears throat> you drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness become a lush pasture and the hillsides blossom with joy. And I remember seeing this come to life and it playing out before my eyes. In those times where I wanted to ask why, I turned to the scripture over and over again and found my answer. Again and again throughout the next year when I felt another piece of the puzzle coming together, playing out in my life, I would turn back to it and mark the date. There's just something about having the word of God in my hands to physically touch, you know. But as I looked back, I realized the date he gave me, he shared with me, this promise over my life and my family's life for the next year was probably the date my last baby was conceived. 
And y'all, this poor baby. I had totally convinced myself it was going to be a girl. Wouldn't even look at an ultrasound. And when I birthed that baby, through all those hard things we went through, and they announced it was a boy, I was in complete shock and did a lot of seeking and praying. I was just so confused, and and I had to just get right with God, you know, and and to just so I could get right with myself. And I was just so astounded. But man, oh man, has my hillside blossomed with joy. And that scripture, that opportunity that God gave me to turn everything back to him that year, it showed me that the plow, plowing, melting, leveling, softening, it doesn't feel good, but it's definitely for good. It was for my good and it was for his good. The bountiful harvest wouldn't have come, where even the pathways through it were overflowing with abundance, and they did. And now I cherish that year and that word spoken over me so much. And that's what I pray for you, for whoever's listening, that you have that too. Lord Jesus, please just cover us with your abundant hand as we face the hard stuff the pouring rains, you're going to crown it, and we're going to rest in that. We appreciate you, Father. We respect and fear you lovingly, Father. Thank you for the drenching so you could clear out what wasn't from you and of you and what wasn't for me so you could place in my hands what I was to receive and raise up. Father, remove from us, and I know that sounds hurtful and fearful, but plow the fertile fields of us and prepare it for growth and to be sown and harvested and raised up what you would have for us instead, what you would have for us intended. Lead us and guide us steady. We love you. Amen.